genre. Welcome to Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering mall rats one minute at a time. Today we are covering minute 78, which is quite possibly the greatest Jor-El minute of all time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast and Watchmen Minute. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute and the upcoming Almost Famous Minute. All right, welcome aboard, fellas. Thanks for having us. Hey. We're going to be, uh, we're going to get outside the mall, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys have actually had over the course of your week... You've had something you don't see a lot of in Kevin Smith movies sometimes. There's been scene changes. We've moved from location to location. Yeah, quite a few. Camera movement. I know. I think the, yeah, the camera might have even panned at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Zoomed. I mean, technically we end with uh, like what what one more second with Ethan's to play, but um, the real action begins with heading outside, um, and there are like six extras walking inside. I guess that was all their extras for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we have six extras. Just have them all walk inside the mall at the same time. I, I literally just went back to see if I recognized any of them from walking past a, a few times before. But no, they all look new. They're new ones. Or they're all, like, members of the crew. Just just yeah. walk inside. All right. And uh, the scene starts, basically, the real scene starts with the tried and true method of planning drugs on people. <laughs> Which, if movies have taught me anything, happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, every time I get stopped, I think they're planting drugs on me. I get all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're just yelling out the window, stop planting drugs on me! Has it, has Those anyone, are not my drugs! Has anyone here my ever done the, the uh, take the hat off with something hidden in it? Yeah. And drop it down on the ground like that? No, just just have you ever had something hidden in your hat where you take off the hat and, and reveal? I, I don't think I've ever done a reveal like this. No. I put things in my hat before, but that was mostly just because I literally was trying to hide it from somebody. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I put a key in there before when I was afraid that like someone was going to go after my keys and try to steal them. When you know, when you're 18 or 19, and that's a fun thing to do. Oh yeah, I'm going <laughs> to drive home after having 14 beers. Yeah. Chris. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the problem at that point wouldn't be driving home and be like, I don't know where I parked. I'm not even sure if I brought my car or not. <laughs> no, but uh, well, I mean, he's just what, I, you're assuming he's planting a weed on him, right? Oh yeah. That's what I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. Now, these days, if they they showed up and he had that weed, they'd be like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. You owe us $50. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's about all you get now. Yeah. It's a misdemeanor and a fine. I, I assume we're... With what uh, TS is saying, that, you're, that they're going to arrest him for drugs. And, well, they don't have the any authority to arrest, right? No. I mean, they just detain them long enough. I think he says they're going to call the police. And say that they found this on them. But, like, then why go through this whole thing? You could just have it in your hand and be like, I found this. Right. It was on them. And it would never stand up. My only problem is LaForce has a lot of trust in his men. Because he's got four other witnesses besides these two bozos that watch him pull this thing out of his hat and drop it down on the ground. Yeah. Well, that would I mean, be the reason why to drop it and then pick it up. Because that way, you know, uh, the other guys could say, yeah, I saw him pick it up. And not yeah. be lying. And not be nervous. <laughs> yeah. As much, at least. They're only lying by omission, not by actually saying the wrong thing. You dropped it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, I guess in 1995, yeah, you were looking at it, at least an arrest, but I don't know, I don't know what your uh, current marijuana laws are where you live, but here, yeah, you'd be catching a fine for that, unless it's a ton of it, which it didn't look like. No, but all they need is them out of the mall during the filming of that, uh, yeah. you know, dating game. So <laughs> Although I feel like get. in this day and age, if mall security called the police, and was like, hey, we just found some kids with weed on it. They're going to be like, flush it down the toilet and send yeah, them home. Yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, 
Jason Lee has this way about delivering hmm. Kevin Smith dialogue. Because um, when he goes into his, you know, basically recapping the monologue, since, you know, obviously LaForce isn't isn't saying anything, um, just the way he delivers that that dialogue and his, his, his cadence, because he goes from, like, one rhythm and cadence to, like, uh, it goes from being explanatory and then morphs into being accusatory, kind yeah. of in one breath. It's well, really, uh, really impressive. It's a spiel. Yeah. Well, we talked about there's there's certain screenwriters you got like Kevin has a very distinct dialogue pattern like Tarantino, like Aaron Sorkin. Some people their their dialogue is a certain way, and they need certain actors that can do it. That's why you'll see those guys team up with the same people over and over and over again. Where you could give that same line if you switch the roles and you gave TS those lines, it's it's just not coming out that way. Yeah, yeah it's not going to come up as good. Like, some people can nail that Kevin dialogue, because some of it's, I mean, especially back then, because he was real rigid about how you said it. I mean, he says his first couple movies up through, up till Dogma, when he started getting, like, some people in there that were bigger stars than he was, and they were just like, when he started realizing, like, what am I going to tell Chris Rock and George Carlin how to be funny? Rickman. Yeah. (laughs) Am I going to tell Alan Rickman how to act? (laughs) He's like, that was the point when he realized, oh, I, you know, I hired someone like Alan Rickman maybe I should just let him do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like if Chris Rock tells me something's not funny, it probably isn't. <laughs> you should probably listen to him, especially back then. <laughs> yeah. Or if George Carlin tells me he wants to do it a certain way. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess he's made the occasional person laugh. Maybe I should <laughs> let him do that. But yeah, this was back when you read his dialogue exactly the way he said it. The, yeah. Everything these guys say is in the script verbatim, except for the occasional TS, um, uh, that he throws in there. Yeah. yeah. Or his flub of a line once in a while. But yeah, Jason Lee in all of his because he's in this, he's in a several. He's and he does different roles or whatever. But he yeah, he can just sing this dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's other guys that can deliver it. I mean, I know we crap on him sometimes in this, but like Affleck can deliver it sure. in the in the other movies he's in because he, he pretty much carries the next movie. Yeah. And like he has Joey Lauren Adams in it, she can do it, and it's just when the occasional person pops up that can't do it, you're like, ooh, you're sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he. I think he might be. Jason Lee, I think he might even be a little bit better in Chasing Amy, but Brody is is a much more excited character than Banky kind of tends to be. So it's they're they're very similar, but still just different enough. Yeah, yeah. Brody might be more two dimensional, but he's more fun too because yeah. he's oh, just yeah. so yeah. <laughs> he's like a cartoon character almost. He's like so bombastic with all his stuff. Banky's more severe. I think. Yeah. Well, because he's like a real character who has actual yeah. like pathos and problems, and I mean, he's still he's still an asshole because he, even more so than Brody. Brody's just like ignorant of the world, where like Banky actually has some bad ways to look at life. Yeah. So join us next year for Chasing Amy. <laughs> There'll probably be a lot of comparison because now that's the first movie where we start doubling characters up in a big way. Right. Where it's like, hey, all those guys that were in the last movie, guess who's back? <laughs> but they're different characters. Yeah, I think we only have uh, we have Jane Silent Bob. Obviously, they're in this. Yeah. I think we have uh, only. I mean, I guess we have some other people that show up. Like Mosher's in this too. I mean, technically Willem's back. <laughs> He's a different actor, and he weighs 150 pounds more. But <laughs> Brian O'Halloran. Yeah, he comes back as his cousin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think and he's he, supposed to be his cousin in this too. Yeah, he's always spoiler. he's always his cousin. Every time he shows up in a different movie, as another Hicks yeah. character. Because yeah. <laughs> he's in Dogma as somebody Hicks too. Grant yeah. Hicks, I think. Yeah. The TV reporter. Yeah. 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 So we get Jason Lee dropping his dialogue with his uh, I don't know. The extra behind him looks bored. Like this is the 40th take yeah. of this. <laughs> he's mad. He got stink palmed. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we were not that we were ripping on, but like uh, Sven here, Sven Olthorsen, he has no lines of dialogue, but uh, he gets some quality facial acting here when he's <laughs> taking up the whole frame with his giant head. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And he, and he gets the he gets lead piped or gets baseball batted, I guess. Well, and, and to where is what my big question is. Because, I believe it's to the back you know, of the you head. Can see yeah. the, you can see above his head, and you don't see it. Yeah. You don't see it coming down. Right. Yeah. So hey, it's how, actually to his nuts, maybe. Yeah, you would love to see if they. Yeah, if it's to his nuts, I got a lot of questions about the sound we hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dunk. He's got some steel nuts. I was gonna say this guy's got some brass balls. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, bat foley noise. It's it's so extreme. And if it's like if it's the back of the skull, his head would just be caved in, and then yeah. it's just like it's brushed off as if nothing happened. Yeah, it's attempt at yeah. murder. Yeah. yeah, if you hit a guy like that with a baseball bat and it made that sound, you should be worried that he gets right back up. You're right. Is it the Nazi hits him in because you do not, say, and he does pull the bat up from like low, not high. Yeah, because it didn't look like he kneecapped him or anything, which would be the no. only other way you'd hear a sound like that. I automatically thought it was the back of the head, but. Well, and, he, and he's touching the back of his head when he's huh. getting up. So right, like, yeah. And but Jay pulls the back. Maybe his nuts have gone to the back of his head. Well, I think he hits him in the back of the head or the base of the neck somewhere. Well, yeah, he is touching the back of his head. It would almost be like Jay would have had to be like down on one knee, yeah. and swing the bat so the very top of the bat hit him like right in the right. back of the head, or like walk up and line it up before he actually bumped him with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, uh, just a pro tip for everybody out there. Um, don't hit people with bats. Yeah. That is assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> Although I will admit, a bat is uh, is quality home defense. There's you get a lot of advantages. Yeah, it oh. works. Yeah, we've I had one for years. Yeah, there's one by my front door and there's one by my bedroom door too. Oh, so <laughs> our houses are set up pretty much the same. <laughs> same way. Well, it's funny. I watch. Um, what is the name of that show on Showtime? Jeff? Oh, Shameless. Shameless. They got one that's got a rope throw, and they hang it on the wall coming down the steps because they all come up from upstairs. They come down the steps, so they have it right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had that for years. You'd be here. Oh, looks like there's some – I hear something going on in the neighborhood. Walk down the steps, take the bat, walk out the door. <laughs> I'm not going to admit to anything, but I grew up in Kensington, Philadelphia. I may have swung a bat here or there. <laughs> <laughs> Kensington's like the eighth level of hell in case you need to know where that is. <laughs> If you've ever, if you've watched Rocky, that's where Paulie lives. Paulie yeah, lives in Kensington. There may have been a bat swung once or twice or three times. Yeah, I mean, I only <laughs> lived in nice places like Jersey. <laughs> I moved up. That's where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying right. the bat says thumper on it. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think whatever person from the prop department had to go get that, they were like, "Oh, this is the bat right here." It says thumper yeah, oh, on it. Oh, there it's, it was like glowing for him. He just pulled it right out of the <laughs> rack. <laughs> now he does say, "Come, son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod." Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, the, I did look it up. That is the exact quote. Really? Yes. I like that he's saying it to. LaFour's here, who, just like Non from Superman, is, mm. is just a very silent, you know, big, imposing figure. Yeah, he yeah, just never speaks. Yeah, it's um where the actual line reading is, it's in Superman 2. It's right after the other pretty famous line of when Superman shows up and they're at the Daily Planet, and he says, General Zod, would you care to step outside? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a great line in that yeah. movie. Which I think that I think I like that line even better. That's one of my yeah. favorite lines in that movie. Which uh, I watched Super Bowl, Super Super Bowl, Super, Super Bowl, Girl, wow. yeah, Super Girl, and they repeated the line on there. Oh, did they? She said it to General Zod this time. 
She said, General Zod, and you can't step outside. I'm like, hey, yeah, I got that reference. <laughs> hey, I got it. <laughs> that was I'm old. I saw that movie, too. <laughs> that's probably one of the ones Kevin directed, because he probably made her say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I could see that. I, I don't think yeah. he did that one, but I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I had to look it up, because it's an odd line when he, to say, come, son of Jarrell, but that's what he's doing, because Superman flies away. Oh. And that's when he yells at him, except that... Uh, if you think that Jay's being over the top and the way he's delivering it, oh. you should go watch Terrence Stamp just chew the hell out of that scenery. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I remember the line, but I don't remember him. Oh, he does the whole the thing. Top. He does comes on a drill, and he's pointing down at the ground. Deal before Zod. Yeah, Although yeah, it is I hilarious. I remember him yelling. They're in the middle yeah. of the street, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. they're out. That's before they get on the street. That He's standing in the office. Oh, oh. Superman's outside, says, care step outside. He flies away, and then he's yelling from inside the Daily Planet. Mm. So, I mean, I guess Superman has super hearing. Otherwise, you'd be like, he can't hear you, dude. He flew away. He's gone. <laughs> he flew away. Oh, he's yelling at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do enjoy, though, Terrence Stamp, the guy that plays Zod, when he does conventions, everyone will, will kneel in front of him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, listen, I realized that he was in that movie like 40 years ago. I mean, that's got to be good for your ego, though. All day, people just come up and kneel in front of you. <laughs> I mean, that is one of the best Superman movies ever, though. I so. mean, I'd rather have somebody kneel in front of me than to fucking stink palm me all day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, what else are they going to ask him about? They're like, hey, weren't you in The Phantom Menace? And he's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <give me> <laughs> shut the hell up. I got a paycheck. Yeah. yeah, he voted no confidence. <laughs> I actually, the, the thing I first recognized him from, he was in Young Guns. He uh, gets, oh, yeah. What was he in Young Guns? Wait. He's, um, he's the guy that runs the farm Rancher where they all work. Right? Yeah, oh, right. he's Mister Tunstall, I think. Tunstall. Yeah, yeah. You huh. you don't remember him because he's only in about the first thirty minutes. Right. That's another great movie though, Young Guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to Young Guns Minute. It may not be going right now, but I'm sure it will be at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, now that we mentioned it, it will. Oh, like all the other ones I've mentioned that like suddenly yeah. something pops up. <laughs> I think we were. Remember you were talking about the Muppets thing before? Don't bring I think up the Muppets, Jeff. I, I, I think there's two Muppet shows running. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I did see that. There's going to be three when I start mine. Even now, probably. There's going to be did. three when I start mine. I'm going to do the show. I'm going to do minute by minute of the Muppet show and oh, the rest yeah. of my life. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait till I get to the Alice Cooper minute. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think it's like the last season, so good luck with that. <laughs> That's all right. got to get through Mark Hamill and Vincent Price. We'll be all right. Bunch of all the, I mean, you named the ones people would know. I mean, there was plenty of people who were only famous in 1977. Yeah, there was a lot of people in there that I don't even remember. <laughs> All right, so we get our first pop culture moment of Neil before Zod, and then he snoochy booches him. Oh, and then he kicks him and calls him an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wonder if the I don't remember the asshole thing and kicking him. That was cut. That that was uh, not in the theatrical cut. Okay. Really? Yeah. That, that no, he doesn't. New to me. No, he does snoochy booches and then it cuts to Lafour's getting up. Yeah, so Lafour's runs off with three of his goons, leaving just two people to guard T.S. and Brody. Well, like before that, you know, he he bashes him in the head. Um, he has enough time to gloat, then kick him, call him an asshole, and then meanwhile, like there's four guards standing right there who do nothing. <laughs> so he has enough time to do all this stuff, his little shtick, you know, before running off. And these these guards are just standing by. Well, and yeah, we saw them come outside. Like, where did Jay come from? Mm. It, it, I mean, do they have? A cloaking ability? Is he Nightcrawler? I, I you know, Shadow Cat, got, maybe? He walked through the wall? <laughs> they both got inside Jay, uh, Bob's jacket here and walked over. That's what happened. There just so happened to be a manhole right behind Svenny. Or, um, not maybe, Svenny. Sven maybe they did the Muppets prank with the uh, giant 
trench coat. He got on Jay's shoulder. Oh, they, they did. They did a Muppet Man. <laughs> yeah, he just walked out as a giant person. <laughs> Between the uh, the baseball bat and the Vulcan nerve pinch coming up, mm-hmm. like the look on TS's face, he's just horrified at all this. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a little too much for TS yeah. to handle. I don't know. The three white uh, guards run off, and they Vulcan nerve pinch the two black guys. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I did notice that. Um, the thing that I was very impressed with, this was filmed in Minnesota. I was surprised they were able to find two black actors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was under the impression, I was told by Chris Rock, It was I think it was, damn it, was it Chris Rock? I think it was him that said, there's only two black people in Minnesota, Prince and Kirby Puckett, both of whom are dead now, but... The joke was funny 15 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for a, a mid-90s movie, that's almost cultural, cultural diversity. Yeah. Considering how <laughs> lily white the rest of this movie is. I mean, I guess they're doing their best with what they're working with back then. Is that why he starts the next one off the way he does? Oh, yeah. With Hooper? <laughs> yeah, with Hooper just screaming into the void. <laughs> yeah, so we get to see a Vulcan nerve pinch. So uh, we are, we got all kinds of pop culture going on in this minute. Yeah. We had Superman, now we got some Star Trek going on. So I will bring up, I assume everybody's at least semi-familiar with the Vulcan nerve pinch. Yeah. If you've seen it done in some form or fashion. Hopefully, actually, on Star Trek. And spoofed elsewhere, too, like baseballs. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you, because I went to, of course, I went to Wikipedia, and it has other places that it's been used. One is obviously Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Which might be the best one, because he he does it, and the guy has to fix it, because he grips him in the wrong place. (laughs) <laughs> um, other places it's done is in the Academy Award winning Police Academy 5 Assignment Miami Beach oh my god I should ask my <laughs> wife about it because she watches every one of them every time it's only- uh, I've seen it <laughs> multiple times uh, I will admit when the Movies by Minute thing was going I almost did Police Academy <laughs> you know it's been a long time since those movies have been all like I haven't been going through the TV and caught one of them I, I feel like I could still do Police Academy except there's no way on God's green earth I could do it one minute at a time I'd have to do it like at least five minutes at a time because I love the I, actually my favorite one is probably the second one, yeah. but like beyond like three like three and four are like tolerable and then it I mean it gets worse. <laughs> well, when you start losing almost all the actors and you got like Listen, people in when Steve Gutenberg's like I ain't coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the, the Goot when the Goot won't come back. back. Yeah, well, Goot, <laughs> you got you got to shut your franchise down when Gutenberg's like I'm out. <laughs> Uh, in Hudson Hawk, the butler Alfred uses it on Hudson Hawk. Really? Obviously, Mallrats is on there, and it's also used in Don't Mess With the Zohan. Uh, I never saw that. Yeah, uh, in television, it's been used all over the place. Uh, it was used in Futurama. It was used in Chuck. It was used in Soap. Uh, Billy Crystal uses the Vulcan nerve pinch. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, a oh, guy. Oh, dummy? <laughs> <laughs> Jody Dallas is surprised when he successfully uses the Vulcan nerve pinch, and he thanks Star Trek. Oh, well. <laughs> in the Simpsons episode, Mayor to the Mob, it is frequently used by Homer Simpson. I think I remember that, where he was just yeah. doing it to everybody. And uh, to bring it back to our boy Jason Lee, in the third season episode of My Name is Earl, Darnell incapacitates a prison guard using the nerve pinch. <laughs> I think they're the only ones who went and Phineas and Ferb, and then a bunch of other stuff I've never heard of. But yeah, I've definitely seen it done a bunch of times before, besides seeing it on Star Trek a bunch. Is it Although, a bunch? Like, I don't think he's used it that often on Star Trek even, right? He used it a lot in the original series. Yeah. It was a way for him to incapacitate people without punching them. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, they said, punch. well, he's he Spock. He wouldn't just hit somebody. No way he would punch somebody, yeah. Yeah. And then he would try to teach it to Kirk, and Kirk could never do it. 
the, the He's like, I would just rather that. punch someone. <laughs> the way they extended that for the next generation was to have Data, who was essentially a super being. <laughs> yeah. Strength. Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, where he just he just watched Spock do it one time, and then he's like, oh, "I can do it perfectly now." Huh, all right. <laughs> um, not that I like that movie, but um, the latest, not the latest, uh, the Star Trek Into Darkness. He uses it on Khan, and it doesn't incapacitate him. It just hurts him a lot, <laughs> which I did like. But unfortunately, the other uh, two hours of the movie was pretty much a, a hot garbage fire. <laughs> It's like, hey, hey, how about we remake the a movie that everybody likes, and we'll just make it like twenty percent not as good in every single way. So everyone that likes that movie, please go into the Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stop and yell. Oh, at they me. can all suck it. Listen, I'm still catching <laughs> shit about the. I, I told everybody the Superman comics were garbage. Everybody jumped my ass about that. So I, I didn't want to say anything earlier. You guys were talking about Superman too, and that's a trash film. Really, I love oh, Superman yeah. oh. too. But I, I was a kid. I mean, when I saw it, so maybe it's nostalgic. But oh, I love that movie. No, I'll tell you right now. I think Superman Two is the best Superman film. I will also tell you that is not a high bar to get over. <laughs> true, true. The first Here's, one you know, I think is amazing. I first think there good. are parts the of the second one that are well, awesome think, and and are some of the best parts of the that you know. Now, do you are you doing original cut or Donner cut for Superman two? No, I mean the original, the Richard Lester. Yeah, you know. It's, well, well, that's that's probably why you're not liking it. Yeah, so Richard much. Lester I mean, came in and shit all over I it. That's why. The Donner cut. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched. It, but I didn't really well, need to watch it real soon because I just saw the it. main thing. The main thing that Donner cut does it takes out all the really yeah. really stupid shit that's in there. Yeah. Like all the really goofy comedy gets pulled out. It's of like, oh comedy. look, it's it's a guy on roller skates. We like all that crap gets taken <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put yeah. it all back in for Superman 3 with Richard Pryor. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Super, Superman 3 and Superman 4 are the equivalent of Jaws 3 and Jaws 4. See, and we just did Superman 4 over on my other show, and it Superman 4 is so much better than 3. Oh, you are incorrect. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 3 is the worst. At least 3 had Richard Pryor. 4 no, doesn't have anything. Uh, yeah, he's great, but he's not enough to save that movie. He's not enough to save. I don't Superman know, I 3 that. is a bad movie. The problem is it's barely a Superman movie. Yeah. yeah. It's 4, like, yeah. the only thing it's, that saves Superman 4 is Lex Luthor. All I remember from Superman 4 was that last fight, like he's fighting another Superman. Yeah. I can't even remember what yeah, and after that. Yeah, because he, that guy, well, it's like one of those, like, hey, we'll just cast a model. I'm sure it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. Chippendale's model. <laughs> Mark Pillow. Yeah. Is that the one where he goes backwards and turns time back? That's no, the that's, first one. That's the first that's one. That's the yeah. first one? Does he do that? Oh, yeah. wow. And I will, I'm going to stand up for the first one. Uh, the way I understand it is he flew so bad, fast, he went back in time. Right. It's oh. just depicted as the way they're showing it to you is the Earth. He doesn't make the Earth rate to rotate backwards because that's really ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, so he, he just flies so fast he goes back in time. That makes more sense. But it's the problem with it's, – it's the it's the, always the time travel problem. If you can go back in time once, why can't you do it every time? Yeah, do it all the time. Speaking of Star Trek, that's the kind of stuff they always ran into. Like, wait a minute. Like two weeks ago, we went back in time and saved everybody. Why can't we just do that again? With, with right, Superman, well, Superman 1 going back in time, the thing there is is that all these like physical things – go back in time but deaths like yeah. her her dying doesn't i mean it's it's just crazy <laughs> well that's like i think that's it's four right I where he rebuilds it. the great wall of china just by looking at it oh they those movies are a complete and total time capsule of when they were made yeah because yeah. superman 2 i think there's a moment where superman points at 
Zod, Nan, and Ursa, and like there's like a blue beam that shoots out of his finger or something like that. Or I don't remember that one. I remember him throwing his. I remember him throwing his shield at them. Yeah, his S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he pulls it off his shirt, doesn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And of yeah, course, the ultimate cool. moment of Superman two when the great big blue big blue boy scout kills three people yeah. he just lets them all die <laughs> yep and people gave the uh, uh man of steel so much shit about you know him sn- snapping zod's neck yeah and here, here i'll even walk that back even more because there is a they cut a scene where you saw that they were okay oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah um that still doesn't excuse when he when he goes and finds that guy at the bar and beats the shit out of him for no reason <laughs> like that guy doesn't know who you are <laughs> Right, he just came in to beat you. this guy up. Yeah. Ah, but speaking of getting beat up, so we get a couple guys Vulcan nerve pinched here. <laughs> you know, like you do. I gotta say, that might even be better than Spock. I don't remember Spock taking two down two guys at once. <laughs> well, he's no Silent Bob. Yeah, he's no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, then Silent Bob pretends to take off handcuffs that they're obviously not wearing. <laughs> yeah, there's no handcuffs. Well, yeah, they're handcuffs, all right. They're just holding them. They give them to them. <laughs> I, right. That's what I'm saying. He obviously doesn't unhook anything. Yeah. Because you got to be a pretty professional person, even if you're like, if you ever seen cops take off handcuffs, it, it's not that quite that quick. No. Like, uh, what are you, Houdini getting handcuffs off that quick? <laughs> oh, I forget. He just mentioned he mentioned over here. He's like, "Don't I get to wash my hands first? I was trying to check over this minute if he touches anybody. Um, I mean, I guess the guy holding it's, Brody might be touching his hands. Yeah. yeah there's no, there's no proof. Of Unless that. do you I'm count Silent counting. Bob for having to take his cuffs uh, off? Yeah. Oh, I he guess you do. A little bit of. <laughs> so, so do we count Silent Bob? I'm going. I would put him on the list. Yes. I mean, yeah. if if you were going to take handcuffs off my hand, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to touch his hand. Yeah. I'm I'm not counting the other um, security guard now. There's no, no, just just uh, just just the guy with the hockey haircut. Yeah. So we're up to three with Silent Bob. No, because the other guy's I... probably holding his arms. Because <laughs> unlike unlike when you're taking somebody's handcuffs off, if somebody's handcuffed and you're holding their hands, you guys are dating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the part where he uh, stink pump Stanley. I can't wait for that. <laughs> oh dear God, <laughs> Stanley, R.I.P. Give the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Another person dies during our movies. It's really been great oh for my us. God. Yeah. I was never going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, you ever going to bring it up? How every time we do a movies by minute, uh, one of the main characters dies. Yeah. 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 I feel bad because I think I brought that up last time we yeah. talked. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize this is the third one, right? Not this is the third one. one. Yeah, it's it's happened in every one of our movies because uh, the last one was. Uh, uh, oh God, what's her name? That was Caitlin died. Oh yeah. When yeah. we were doing Clerks, and when we were doing the Burbs, Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. So it's not even like, oh, it's some extra who was just in the movie for. No, yeah. it's like the, one of the main characters, somebody that's yeah. named in the credits. And then we get hit with Stanley on this one. But how how well they are known to mainstream public is is gonna do uh you know very well known, not very well known, <laughs> well known with Stanley. So yeah. uh, for the next one, for Chasing Amy, it's going to be a not very well. Yeah, I don't even want to speculate. The problem was, at least, I mean, not at least, but, um, like, Stan Lee, he was an older gentleman. Yeah. So, like, okay, I understand how that happens. Like, Chasing Amy, everybody's, like, maybe at the most, like, 50. Right. <laughs> so, like, if one of them dies, we might have to shut this podcast down. We, we, yeah. <laughs> it's cursed. You can't take that chance with the, with the fifth one, then. Yeah, like, is then what am I going to go into dogma? Like, half that cast is already dead. Oh, my God, yeah. Let's go in there. Like, we, I mean, it was bad enough we dodged a bolt this year when Kevin had a heart attack. Oh, my God. That that would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> then what do we do? Can't Listen, it's bad enough we got to go through those Stan Lee minutes. I already yeah. had a guest booked for it. It was going to be like, oh, it's going to be a great week of talking about Stan Lee. Ah, crap, he's dead. Right. Thank God there was some, like, there's going to be, like, two months in between recording those minutes. Otherwise, it would have been, like, 
three minutes of people crying. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh, we get a little bit of a, we get four seconds of a chase scene. If you guys want to talk about that for some reason. Yeah. Well, this starts the chase that that um, only goes around the corner, but lasts like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow Jay and Silent Bob do a whole scene yeah. around the corner when they only got like five steps ahead of them. I don't understand, but I don't know. It, it, it reminds me of the uh, the knight running towards the camera and Monty Python on the Holy Grail, <laughs> where he's just like a hundred yards away and he's it's cut back. He's in the same spot. <laughs> Then he's just there. So I had one quick uh, a question, I guess. I'll bring it up here since we get a, just a, a hint of Silent Bob coming into the frame uh, at the end of the minute. Um, so both he and Jay, I noticed it more last minute. Um, they both got on black shorts with like white shorts underneath the black. And it's not underwear, but it's just... It's like biker shorts or some, something some like, that. like that. It's, yeah. It, was this a thing? I, I don't know if this was a fashion thing that people were doing for a while. Or the closest I thing I can think of is is uh, in in uh, just sixth and seventh grade of middle school. For me, I was in uh, uh, wrestling, and we would wear the umbra umbros over you know, like cut off or you know longer uh, uh, sweatpants, almost like shorts. Okay. That's yeah. the closest thing I can think of. I remember more of the like you remember like the tight like the like the biker shorts. People right. would wear those, and they would go down to like almost your knee, and then they would wear just like other shorts over them, so they would come out the bottom. Yeah, like he mentioned, like the umbro, like the soccer shorts. Yeah, they they were look. Everybody's out there looking like Andre Agassi. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, like, oh, look, at, I look just like the famous people on TV. I'm like, yeah, but you're still not good at um, sports. Oh, you can really see it when um, that one step that we get of Kevin. Like yeah. his black shorts are way up, but yeah. they don't look like the, the biker shorts. They look loose. They look like yeah, like you said, uh, cut off. Sweatpants. Well, I mean, you, you noticed know. it a little bit more uh, in yesterday's or minute seventy-seven. Um, while uh, Renee comes up to both Jay and Silent Bob, they both kind of had the same look going on. I'm actually yeah. going back toward a minute. The yeah, they're, they're real. They're real fashion icons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, as Chris, as Chris wanders through and looks at everybody's clothes, <laughs> does uh, Jay have it, like it, long socks on too? <laughs> That's weird. I don't know. I can't tell this minute either. Jay's or socks are oh, right no, at the top yeah. of his boots. <laughs> right. No, it's it's long. His shorts are really long, and they are. They're like cut-off sweatpants. It's weird. I never. Not that I know of. I never saw that. Not like that. That looks strange. All right. Well, guys, it's your last day of the the week here. So, do you have any uh, outstanding thoughts on Mallrats as a movie as a whole? Well, for me, um, I mean, the the big thing is is you know I was introduced both to uh, Clerks and then uh, Mallrats by uh, pretty good uh, room, friend, friends and really roommates, actually. Uh, freshman year, then sophomore year of college. Or actually, even junior year of college for Mallrats. And uh, just a uh, big shout-out to both those guys. And I actually even mentioned uh, the one guy on um, uh, when I was on Pulp Fiction, on Tarantino Minute for Pulp Fiction, uh, Sam Brubaker. Or no, wait, no. It was when I was on Point Break. That's right. Point Break Minute. Um, and then the other, the other guy was actually a fraternity brother as well, uh, Kevin Grove. But uh, uh-huh. they uh, they they both uh, introduced me to two two you know two different Kevin Smith movies, and from then on, I I was very aware of what was going on in Kevin Smith universe. Yeah, I've also said I think uh, for a lot of people, Mallrats is like entry level Kevin Smith. It's more like a I hate to say real movie, but it's more of a mainstream type movie. Everybody can get behind that. Oh, there are people at a mall doing whatever. I've said sometimes it's hard to start somebody out on Clerks. Yeah, Clerks can be a little rough for people. 
Yeah. Mallrats is not. a super easy watch. Like, you come past that, you can just put it on and leave it on, no matter where it's at. Yeah. Like, so. Chasing Amy deals with real issues. Dogma's got all that religious stuff attached to it. Clerks 2 is a sequel. Jane's on the Bob Strike Back. That makes no sense if you haven't seen the rest of them. It's like Clerks has a, like, like an indie auteur kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. where this, this of, feels like... Off of, uh, what's his name's uh, Slacker? Yeah, uh, Richard Linkletter. Yeah, yeah but this is ma- more mainstream. Like, you could show this to anybody. Where, like, I feel like Clerks, you had to, like, pick out who you were showing that to. Because if you show Clerks to the wrong person, yeah, you might be yeah. 20 minutes in and they're looking at you like, what the fuck are you making me watch? <laughs> Kevin actually says that's what he's, he did when he saw it first time on the big screen. Like, why are these yeah. people cursing so much? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? He was a failure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If uh, nobody has anything else, why don't you guys give your plugs one last time? Yeah, you can uh, find me on Real Comic Heroes. Uh, just search Real with two E's on uh, everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, you know, iTunes. Uh, we talk about comic book movies uh, chronologically. And then I'm over on Watchmen Minute. You can also just search Watchmen everywhere and you'll find us. We talk about the uh, 2009 Zack Snyder director's cut of Watchmen, one minute at a time. How long is the Watchmen director's cut? Three, uh, 186 hours. minutes. <laughs> 186, wow. I know, I was just trying to make us feel better, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel so bad now. And uh, right. and like like I said at the beginning of this up up episode, um, I'm not I'm I'm doing a Watchmen minute with uh, Travis, uh, but then also uh, almost famous minute upcoming, uh, 2019, yes. and uh, you you can uh, get on board with that a little bit, uh, say through Twitter at uh, almost famous bin. Uh, I, I believe co-starring that Jason Lee. Huh? Yeah. All right, Chris, and, and plug away, buddy. We're on DuelingGenre.com, uh, where you can find our podcast. Where we do clerks one minute at a time. Wow, I had a brain fart there for a second. <laughs> you can also find wall rats that we're going through now, or you can go back and listen to the Burbs Minute. You can go over to T Public and check out our uh, T Public site. It's under the Burbs Minute, but we got about what six wall rat shirts and then a Burbs Minute shirt up there. I think so. We need to get more Burbs Minute shirts. I think. Okay, you, you do that. <laughs> oh, that's my assignment now. Yeah. Oh, go into the James Island Bob Quicker stop and tell us what kind of Burbs Minute shirt do you want. Yeah, that's how, or even better, design a Burbs Minute shirt in there and give it to us. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go design us a shirt, everybody. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, that's about it. You got anything else, Jeff? Nope. General Zod, would you care to step outside? Uh-huh.